my podcast called Freelance Freedom at 20. I'm Bowman Tag and this is a podcast to help document all that I've learned over my freelancing career and provide you with valuable tips and tricks for students, freelancers and businesses alike. I'd be really grateful if you could give this podcast a like, a follow or a share. Thank you very much and enjoy the episode. If you have any questions, thoughts or topic suggestions about the podcast, please do get in touch. You can find me on Instagram under the username Bronwyn831 or use Anchor to leave a comment under this podcast. Here's the episode you've all been waiting for. Thank you. So this episode is about the social media trends that I think that every business should try and like keep their eye on in 2021. So as a freelancer, a lot of my time is spent researching the algorithms and, up- and upcoming trends that businesses should and could be using. This is partly because the algorithms change a lot, um, often on sort of like a monthly basis and like definitely like year on year. So as a business, there's like two ways of thinking about it. Either you, you can catch the wave as it starts and sort of like catch a trend. And then if you jump on that trend, you're likely to see the positive results come from that trend. The other approach is to like ride the wave. So it, the trend is already big. You hop on that trend. The only problem with this way and this method is that often... A lot of other people are doing exactly the same thing as you, so therefore the trend becomes very saturated and there isn't much differing in between like people's content and therefore it can basically become really hard for you as a business or an individual or like your own brand to actually stand out to consumers and other people. So in this episode I've picked out six of the trends that I think are really important for businesses and I think you should try and and implement these if you haven't or at least keep your eye on them. Obviously there's far more trends than just six but these ones can be applied to like any social media platform so I think they'll like work for a lot of people and therefore I think they're really important to share with you guys. trend I want to tell you about is live streams and I reckon these will continue to stay popular. Over the past five years they've definitely become more popular than they were. Um, enter TikTok. For those of you that don't know TikTok is another social media platform. It's a bit like Instagram in the way that you scroll through it and it does become quite addictive. Basically the only content you can post on TikTok is video content. So there's a lot of trends like with sounds or with dances and there's a lot of different things on there but basically like TikTok shows shows us that videos are really important in terms of like telling people about your brand or your products or even just creating engagement. More specifically over the past year obviously because of Covid we haven't really had much like face to face contact. And Facebook has seen a massive increase in live streams. 
having said this it is also becoming easier to do on instagram and like via tiktok in terms of the instagram tv and the tiktok lives so live streams can be massively important in terms of answering people's questions so i know a lot of businesses do live streams when they have something important to announce and like a lot of people log in and they watch the live streams they interact with the live stream with questions and I guess the benefit of a live stream is that it can also be recorded and then posted as a video so it continues that interaction with people whilst on Snapchat while sometimes you can do video content because it only stays for 24 hours the interaction with your content is quite minimal now I have nothing against like using Snapchat um, as a business and as a social media platform however I definitely think in terms of live streams things like Facebook is doing really well and therefore Instagram because you know the two platforms are sort of integrated a bit more now so basically live streams are becoming easier to produce for businesses easier to watch as consumers and, and most importantly easier to interact with with as consumers and with consumers having said this it doesn't mean you have to do a live stream every single day it doesn't even mean you have to post like the video content every single day you really shouldn't underestimate the power of like written work such as instagram captions or of even like website copy so whilst live streams are great and i definitely think they will continue to stay popular throughout the rest of 2021 and going into 2022 do not underestimate the captions you put on your live streams, the questions people are writing in the comments of your live streams. It's really important to see the value in the written work as well as the videos. However, the videos do catch people's attention. So if you want them to come down the funnel in terms of being a consumer and like actually see your brand, live streams are a brilliant way to do that. second tip I would like to give you guys is the use of stories. Now here I will refer to Instagram stories but they can also be posted on Facebook. So let's talk about the Instagram algorithm. Basically the whole point of the algorithm is to show you content that you'll be interested in. So for example if you like follow an account it will show you that account's content. Sometimes it'll also like show you the content from your friends accounts and like friends of friends however and this is quite clever if I may say so myself if you've interacted with something before it's likely to show you other similar content so this interaction can be your likes your messages your comments you've left on other people's posts or stories or even how long you've watched their story for and whether you like swiped through it whether you actually watched every single story post effectively slide from one to the next so that's from a consumer's point of view from a business's point of view you want to make the most of this so so basically your job as a business when it comes to instagram stories as i say or facebook stories your job is to one to get people to watch them all the way through and two to interact with them now this interaction could be leaving those little emojis in response to them or leaving comments or watching them all through 
or you can make use of some of the features that Instagram actually provides you. For example, let's say you are a farm shop or a restaurant in a certain location. When you go into your Instagram stories, you can use the location feature to really highlight where you are. Now this means that people who have searched for businesses in that area are more likely to see your content, your followers are more likely to see your content, and also sometimes anyone in that area is more likely to be flagged with your business's content. The other method could be using the hashtag feature. So this basically, um, as I spoke about earlier, you can like jump on a trend or start a trend with a hashtag. Hashtags do trend, and therefore this can be a really great way to get interaction from your consumers. Having said this, these two methods are kind of like a passive way of getting people to interact with your stories because they're attracted to your stories because of those things rather than actively interacting with them. So some examples of an active interaction with an Instagram story would be answering a poll you put up or the little slider sort of like feature or answering questions or even the quiz. A lot of businesses use these for the interaction features as well as also market research. So the quiz is a key one that I use like for my candle business, often to see what sort of like scents people want or which designs people prefer. And that there is how to jump on the Instagram story algorithm and use it to your advantage as a business. tip I have is all about the sizing of the images that you post on all your social media platforms. About a year and a bit ago, Instagram made a seemingly helpful upgrade where they allow you to post images of all different sizes. However, as a business, this isn't always helpful. Imagine, as a consumer, you're scrolling through Instagram. You see a long and thin uh, image on Instagram with a little caption underneath. On the same screen of your phone, you're likely to also see the next post and the next content. So this means that it can really affect a business's sort of like their their customer engagement. However, if a business posts a large square image as their content, it's really likely that that is the only post and the only content that a consumer is going to see on their screen at the time. And this means that they are only going to pay attention to your business's post and therefore they're going to be much more likely to interact with it, to like it, to comment on it etc or at least pay attention to it. So if your business is on Instagram you need to really think about the sizing of your images. Often square is better. So let's take a look at Twitter. Now if you've ever posted an image on Twitter you'll see that then when the post is live it kind of shrinks down the image. So handy little tip here. The ideal sizing of an image which is going to go on Twitter should be 1600 like by 900 pixels. Now you can use a really great website called Canva which is completely free and it helps you size all of your images specific to that social media platform. I personally use Canva all the time to create Instagram posts, Facebook ads, Twitter posts and even like my LinkedIn cover page is from Canva and it was made on Canva. So I highly recommend anyone putting any energy into their businesses like social media 
either campaigns or strategies should really utilize Canva. As I say, it's free and it's one of my favorite tools I use. all about using social media platforms to boost your e-commerce business. I see so many small businesses that are just using their social media platforms to increase their brand awareness and gain followers. However, the money is in your products and services and so you really need to make sure that it's really easy to purchase from your social media pages. About 54% of consumers use their social media platforms as a way of researching products and services and therefore you really need to make sure that you can simplify the consumer journey as much as possible. A consumer journey is basically the journey that the buyer goes on from the point that they hear about your product or if they like see your brand so on like Twitter or something and it goes all the way until the point where they actually purchase one of your products or services. So if you imagine a funnel, at the top of the funnel is all the people that are aware of your brand but not really taking action on it. And your job as a business is to drag these people, <laughs> or like not drag but you know, you need to make these people go from the top of the funnel all the way to the bottom of the funnel. So the people in the middle are likely to be really aware of your brand, sometimes like take action in terms of searching but never actually buying the product. Those that come all the way through the funnel are those that have bought the product. I see a lot of brands and businesses only focusing either on the bottom part of the funnel or the top part of the funnel. You need to be able to produce content on on your social media platforms that basically is for all sections of the funnel. A lot of businesses that sell on Facebook often miss the fact that you can actually like tag your products in the images that you post. And if you do this, it's really, really easy for the consumers to know exactly what they're looking at and what they're interested in. So if you have an image on Facebook, you can tag your product and often you can put the product's title, how much the product is, if there's any other like variations like colours or prices, as well as like the USBs and the, and the features. So if you haven't got your website in your bio or you're not like tagging your products in your Facebook post, then this is a really good way of making people go through that funnel. So I guess my next tip is really linked to the, the previous tip about the e-commerce sort of linking within your business. Basically, everything needs to be linked up. Your Instagram has to be linked to your Facebook, your website should be linked to your social media, and there should be like buttons on your website linked to your social media. Basically, link it all up. This creates a massive circle, and it, like, it just provides a lot of ways that consumers can access your products. Only 29 of people actually look past the first page on Google, so it's really important that you make it as easy as possible for people to get to your website often through social media. As previously explored, a lot of people use use their social media platforms as a way of like researching other people, other brands and other products. So in short, link it all up.
last and final tip is to be personable. People want to get to know you, especially if you are a freelancer or a small business. Consumers are interested in you as people and your values and will interest you as well. If you show people the human side of your business, you are much more likely to build a longer lasting relationship and connection with your audience and consumers. At the moment, brand loyalty is an all-time low. People aren't so set on one brand. For example, I'm sure a lot of people here have multiple brands of trainers in their wardrobe right now. Even though these brands are competitors, you don't feel the need to only buy one brand. And you're more than happy to give your money to a competitor. If you build personable connections, your consumers are much less likely to jump ship. This is especially important as a freelancer because your business and your product or service are, are one in the same. You. So how can you do this? Well, for starters, you can utilise the stories on Instagram and Facebook. These are a great, great way of being personable because they only last 24 hours and they're up there. A lot of people can see them. However, they don't act as a sort of like a permanent part of your brand or your feed because they're only up for 24 hours on your story. Using these stories, you can show people what you're up to. You can show behind the scenes. You can speak up on issues you believe in. You can show people sort of like the day-to-day -day happenings. And also, you need to make sure that you use the front camera at least sometimes. People want to see a face behind a brand, not just the products you're selling. Another great way to show your audience a little window into your brand is to get some testimonials from people. Word of mouth is the most powerful method of marketing. Yeah, you can get paid ads in Instagram posts and trendy TikTok videos, like they're great, but the word of mouth from consumers keeps the business alive and growing. So thank you very much for listening to my podcast. If you could like and follow it, I'd really appreciate it. If you have any questions, thoughts or topic suggestions about the podcast, please do get in touch. If you have any questions, thoughts or topic suggestions about the podcast, please do get in touch. You can find me on Instagram under the username Bronwyn831 or use Anchor to leave a comment under this podcast. Here's the episode you've all been waiting for. Thank you.